What the hell is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And you know what? To kick things off today, I'm taking off my jacket. I just got home from work, had myself a bowl, and now it's time to relax. So let's talk about the most relaxing things to do when you're stoned. And again, all of these stories that I'm going to tell you guys are just my opinions, my experiences, things that I've been through. I'm not like cheating and using a Google list or anything yet. That'll probably occur at some point. But like, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things. Like, what do you do? What do you do when you smoke? Now, there's a lot of a lot of different things you can do. And I'll kick that off in this first segment coming up here. My number one thing that I love to do when I get stoned. Be right back. Okay, guys, so I'm back. Just had to take a couple hits off the pen, but you know what? I have to censor some things, at least. <laughs> that's that's going to be one of them. So my number one favorite thing to do when I'm stoned, obviously, if you haven't heard it by now, you're hearing it now, is play video games. I can sit literally for hours, hours, playing Call of Duty, Forza, all these cool, chill-ass games. Minecraft is, like, a must-have for when you're stoned, because I can play that game for days at a time when I'm lit. Just because it's such a mind, like mindless games are the best games when you're in that state of mind. Unless you're like an RPG player, in which case, you know what? Some Skyrim, throw on some Fallout 4, play that. World of Warcraft, if that's your, if that's more your speed. Never really been into World of Warcraft. Played it a couple times, just not, not really my thing. No offense to anybody that does play it. <laughs> Let me clarify that. But yeah, I can literally get completely freaking zooted, sit down, play some Mario, play some Minecraft. And it's just a whole nice, chilled out sort of vibe. I don't have to stress about anything. I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to worry about like, oh man, like I'm at work and I can't be this stoned right now. Like, I don't have to think like, oh man, I have shit that I have to do today. Like, it's just you can focus on one thing veg out and just enjoy your day and that man that is way better than any other experience I think you can have now like there's a lot of people who disagree with me on this and say like oh video games were made to be like competitive and you should always be trying to be like number one and you should always be going for like the victories the easy claps the wins the war zone victory the chicken dinner if you play PUBG but for me, man, video games were invented just to have fun and kind of play around with and see like where things are going. And don't get me wrong, I can do the exact same thing sober. It's just I enjoy playing video games so much more when I'm just a little bit out of my body experiencing. Now, the only time I don't like playing video games when I'm stoned is when I get to that point of being high where it's like, okay, you know what? You're too high. Because that's when you gotta hold, find a whole different realm of like things to do that are much simpler, easier to operate, better to handle. For example, like the other night, my buddy and I were hanging out, me and my roommate. He was with his girlfriend and I had invited a friend of mine over. We were all having a good night. They were drinking. I was smoking, drinking edible drinks and smashing on some edible cookies and shit. So I was like absolutely floored by like 12 o'clock at night. And I hit that level of, I'm too high. And we sat down, and what do we do? 
we played Super Smash Bros. Was I very good at it? No. But did we all laugh and like throw insults at each other and have a great fucking time? You bet your sweet ass we did. And it was just like, it was just fun. It was kicked back. It was relaxed. It was like more of like a smoking with your buddies in high school kind of vibe than it was like a bunch of adults sitting in a room playing a game that was made for kids. And you know what? That reminds me of a time like this. So give me a second. Gonna take a couple more hits and then I'm gonna come back at you with a story time. Okay, so anyways, guys, this story time takes place, like, way back, way back in the high school days. Me and my friends just chilling, hanging out, and we discovered that if you had multiple Xboxes and multiple TVs in the same house, a lot of people, a lot of the younger people who might be listening to this, you might not know what I'm talking about, but we did LAN parties. We would do the same thing with computers, where, like, if we had a couple old computers, like, our two buddies each had them. We'd set them up at one friend's house for like a week or two and literally just go over after school and on weekends. We'd play shit like we'd play like RuneScape, Halo, fucking we downloaded the first Doom game onto both computers just to see who could beat it first. And it was just like absolutely fun. If you've never done a LAN party, I would recommend looking up a YouTube video or, or pulling up an article on how to commit such an act because dude... Online play is great with random people online, but when you can get all your friends in the same house playing the same game, holy fuck, bro. Like, it is it is amazingly fun. And it's gotten to the point, me and my roommate have done this a couple times, where we'll set up the Xboxes in the living room. Because we got a couple of spare TVs. So what we'll do is, we'll sit in there, and I'll bring my Xbox inside. He'll set his Xbox up on the big TV. Everybody will be big chilling, and we'll just be playing like GTA or like fucking Call of Duty or whatever. We'll do 1v1s and all that kind of shit, so we'll be right there on two screens in the exact same room. Where we can talk all the shit we want, don't have to have mics, don't have to have comms, don't have to worry about your internet connection, like... It's just great, and it's super chill and super relaxing, because it's like, it takes, like, the stress, I think. It takes away the stress part of video games, and kind of just lets you just kind of do something with your buddy, like, that doesn't involve... Random people online, you don't have to get pissed off at some kid who's like 12 years old in Japan that's whooping your ass because he's just so much better at the game than you. Like, it's a great feeling. And back in the day, dude, that's what we used to do. Like, if anybody remembers Computer Lab from like elementary and middle school, Computer Lab was like the place where we used to get like a USB stick or a floppy disk. To those of you that remember floppy disks, Thank you. To those of you that don't, it's what most save icons look like. That little square disc looking thing. That is a floppy disk. And it's kind of sad that I have to explain that. And man, we had the... I remember one of the things we had on USB was the original OG Halo multiplayer map. And we had a LAN party going on in the computer lab because everybody was passing around this disc and installing the map. And because every every computer in the room was connected via the same Ethernet connection to the same network... There was, like, zero lag in this online party. And there were some teachers who were totally cool with it, too. They'd be like, yeah, cool. It's, like, the end of the school year. It's, like, the day before Christmas break. Go ahead. Play Halo. And we'd have, like, 15 people in the same fucking map. And we would just be going at it hard. Like, 
chasing each other around with sniper rifles, gunning each other down, like, a bunch of high school kids playing fucking the OG Halo. Like, it was the shit back then, because, like, dude, we, we, we couldn't really play, like, video games at school. Because back then, like, most people, if you did have a cell phone, you had, like, a couple of games on it, but it was nothing, nothing compared to what mobile gaming has come to be now. It ain't got nothing on PUBG Mobile, it's got nothing on Call of Duty Mobile, and it's got nothing on, like, a few other games on there that you can play with, like, basically, like, you're playing a full-fledged console game. And people will bitch about mobile game graphics and mobile game playability. You think mobile game graphics and playability are bad? Go back to, like, the original PlayStation, look at some of those games, and compare it to what you have on your phone now. Like, dude, I'm gonna tell you. What you have on your phone now is, like, so much more powerful. Like, imagine the OG Game Boys, dude. Imagine if your phone was still at the point that it looked like a Game Boy screen. Like, you wouldn't want to be sitting there playing games on it all day. You'd just be texting and sending, like, messages and shit. I remember AIM. Does anybody else remember AIM Messenger? Or AOL Messenger with its iconic ringtone? I can't do the noise, but it's like a boom-boom kind of noise. Like... And I remember the phone that everybody wanted back when I was in like high school was the Sidekick because you could flip that thing open. It had a full keyboard on it. It had a little scroll wheel. You could go on MySpace on it. That was like the shit. Like I don't know if anybody remembers MySpace, but like you could have a playlist. You could have like your top photos. You could have like bling and stuff all over your page. Much much better in my opinion back in the day than Facebook is now. If there was more customizability to it, I would probably, like, endorse Facebook. But you know what? I'm, I'm totally chill with how cool the OG MySpace used to be. And I remember my playlist used to be, like, Green Day, Hollywood Undead, Good Charlotte. All that kind of music from the time is, like, basically all that I listened to back then. And it was interesting. But for my next segment, let me give you guys a few ideas of things to do when you get way too high to the point that you can't really function... But you still want to go out or you still want to do some shit. So give me a sec to take a couple more hits to give you some in-depth stoner thoughts into what to do when you get too high. Alright guys, I'm back. So let's say you have a night, you get completely fucked up, you're hitting the sacred skunk a bit too much, you're, you're dabbling a little bit with darkness, and you get to the point that you are just gone. Like, you're there, but you're not there. You're not in control. You're not, like, consciously registering a single fucking thing that's happening in the world around you, and you're just kind of like, oh shit, what do I do now? And that is when you are officially too high, when you're stuck and you just can't, you can't do shit, you can't do anything, you can't function as a human fucking being, and everybody I think has gotten to that point at least once in their smoking career by the time they're like 20, and the first time that I got way too high has got to be the time that me and one of my buddies sat outside with a nectar collector and some wax, back when like wax was still like a new thing in my world, and this was like maybe the second time that I had ever taken dabs. And we sat out there with this sheet of wax and a nectar collector and a torch. And I had already, like, rolled, like, five joints because I wasn't really big into dabs. I was like, oh, I'll take a couple, maybe, like, one or two. And we decided to prepare ourselves for this journey because I had never done dabs. So my buddy knew that I was going to be, like, 
ridiculously high for the entire duration of our night. So we leave. We go hit up Circle K. Circle K's got our drinks. He buys beer. I get soda. Like, I buy, like, a couple packs of cigarettes because I was like, oh, I'm gonna need these to get through the night. Because at the time, I smoked, like, a train. I was smoking, like, one of the... Not the worst cigarettes ever. Alright? Let's be real. But the Marlboro Black 100s. And those things, man... Marlboros, just in general, are just... I think one of the tastiest cigarettes out there. But definitely, definitely not the blacks, the bolts. Those things, dude, I was smoking them just because they were new and I thought they were great. Because for some reason to me, they had like this hint of cherry flavor, which turns out like there was no actual flavoring in it. But you know what? I swear to God to this day that they tasted kind of like cherry. And everybody I've ever met that smoked one is like, no, it just tastes like a regular old cigarette to me. I was stuck on those and the Marble Edge, the little orange and black pack. Those ones, dude, I got stuck on them for so long. And they only make shorts. And, like, I don't know what happened, dude. I just, I tried one one day. I was like, oh, these are new. I'm going to give them a shot. And I was hooked on them. And I don't know, man. I had to start smoking other cigarettes to get off of those cigarettes. And, by the way, guys, don't smoke cigarettes in general. They're bad for you. They're bad for your health and they're bad for your wallet. Trust me. 100%. Like, don't don't invest your life, your time, your money into cigarettes. Like, if you're going to smoke anything, and I hate to say it like this blatantly, but if you're going to smoke anything, smoke weed. It's probably the least dangerous thing in the world that you could smoke. But either way, when you get to that point, when you get too high, what do you do with yourself? What do you do with your body, your life? What do you think? What goes through your mind? Most people would be like, oh, well, I just think that I'm high, or I just think I'm kind of fucked up. You're right, you are. But regardless of that, like, you are officially too high. You're not going anywhere, you're not going out for that walk with your friends down to the gas station, you're just like, no, I'll stay here, and then you fall asleep. And to be honest, falling asleep is probably one of the best things that you could do when you're at that point, and you are officially too high. A nap, a quick little weed nap, Maybe an all-day weed nap. I don't know. Whatever, like, whatever happens, happens, man. But, like, seriously, taking that nap, taking that break could be one of the best things for you. Again, watching a movie, binging on some YouTube videos, like, grabbing a bite to eat from the kitchen, not from, like, McDonald's. Don't go anywhere. Stay a while. You're stoned as shit. You shouldn't be out in public. You know that. Ironically enough, if you're listening to this while driving in a car, and you're high as fuck listening to my podcast... Be careful, drive safe, don't be a dumbass. But anyways, guys, let me tell you a story about, like, a particular friend of mine that got too high one time and called me freaking the fuck out. Now, this was my friend, I'm not going to say his full name, but we're going to call him Matthew for the point of the video. (laughs) Video podcast, let me correct myself there, not on YouTube at the moment. But my buddy would, like, he, he would smoke every single fucking day when he got home from work. He would be like, yeah, I'm going to smoke. And he'd start smoking, like, a couple bowls out of a pipe. Maybe a dab mixed in here or there. But one night, he, had, he hits me up to hang out. And I'm like, sorry, bro, can't hang out tonight. Little bit busy. And he calls me, like, 20, 30 minutes later, telling me he's like, dude, I'm way too high. And I'm like, bro, it's been 20 minutes. What the fuck could you have done in 20 minutes? And he goes, I took, I took two dabs. I took two dabs and I'm completely fucked. And I'm just like, bro, well, why did you take two dabs? 
why don't you like take the first one, wait for that to settle in, and then maybe take like a small second one. He's like, no, I took two fat dabs. He's like, I'm way too high. Like, I need help. Like, I can't function. I had to go to my homie's house, save him from his parents, convince him to get up off of his couch and walk back to my house, which was right around the corner, mind you. Literally, like, a five-minute walk. And he literally looks at me with a face and goes, I can't get up. I can't do it. And I figured it out. I was like, you know what? I'm like, what if we stop by 7-Eleven and grab some sodas and something to eat? And he, the 7-Eleven was in the opposite direction, but it was like a two-minute walk. You could see the back of the 7-Eleven from this friend's house. And he's like, oh, all right, uh, that sounds that sounds fine. We should, we should go do that. So we leave. We depart. We're going to 7-Eleven. He's got a couple bucks in his pocket, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy Swishers. I'm like, for what? And he's like, we're going to roll a blunt later. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I pull out my phone. I call my mom, and I'm like, hey. My friend is really, really fucked up because my mom knew that we smoked at this point. I was 19. I was an adult. Like, it was not even, it wasn't even like a big thing. It was no big thing. Like, as long as I didn't do it at my mom's house or right in front of her, she didn't care. So I used to sneak out the side door of the house at like 2 o'clock in the morning to go smoke on the side. Never got caught doing that, interestingly enough. Probably because, well, no, people probably knew that I was doing it, but I really don't think that they gave a shit because I was an adult. But anyways... I call my mom and I'm like, yeah, I'm babysitting him. He's coming home with me and I'm just going to make him like lay down on the couch and sleep it off. So mom was like, all right, be careful. So we get to 7-Eleven. We grab ourselves like a pizza, some sodas, a couple bags of chips, you know, the regular old stoner routine. Sorry for that quick little jump cut right there. Like literally like a bug or something just flew right in front of my face and like, kind of freaked me out a little bit. But don't worry, it's dead now. But anyways, guys, like, yeah, we go to the 7-Eleven, get the stoner routine, the pizza, the soda. I grabbed a pack of cigarettes. I'm smoking a cigarette. We're walking home. He's got a cigarette in his mouth because this homie smoked menthols. And I was not a menthol smoker. But, like, we're walking, and he's telling me this crazy story, dude. He's telling me, like, bro, can you see those things? Can you see those things? Like, they're, they're walking around, like, next to us in, like, the bushes and shit. And I'm like, dude, did you only smoke weed? And it turned out that later on that night, he admitted to me that not only did he have weed, but he had taken, like, a tab of acid as well. And I was just like, bro, why? And he goes, oh, well, I had it. It was at the house, and, like, I just didn't think anything of it. I just took it. And this is the next day we're having this conversation. Like, my buddy feels like shit. Like, he went to bed and must have slept from, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. All the way clear until like 10 o'clock the next day, like the next morning. And me and my mom were genuinely worried about him. Like I didn't even go to like my college classes the next day because he is just that, he was that far gone. Like I was sitting there worried, like am I going to have to call an ambulance? My mom's like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's just really high. So yeah, guys, on that note, don't ever mix acid with weed in large amounts. (laughs) Well, weed in large amounts with like one tab of acid, I'm pretty sure you're going to have like Either a great time or a really bad time. My homie, he had a really, really bad time. So bad that I had to babysit him and bail him out of purgatory. That's what we used to refer to it when you got too fucked up. And now, this next session is going to be me telling you guys just exactly how the session goes with me and my friends in particular. And you can tell me, like, you can go to TikTok and comment on a video about a session or whatever. And you can tell me what you and your friends like to do for funsies. 
even pre-smoke, after smoke, during the smoke, whenever. But I'm going to take another break, take a couple more hits, and come back at you with that last section of the podcast for today. Alrighty, guys. So this last little section I have for you guys is going to be me talking about like what me and my friends used to do, like how we handled the session, how we handled the play, what was the goal, what was the game plan. And our game plan was pretty simple. And I think the beauty in our game plan, for, because we were smoking when we were like teenagers, there's no way in hell we should have been smoking at this point. But like the beauty in our plan had to be the purest simplicity of our plan. Because when we were going to school, we would always try to like plan it with our par- par- our parents, plan it with our parents so that we could hang out on like a Friday night, and it would become like a weekend long thing. Because whoever stayed Friday night, it would be everybody, and then you would get up Saturday, and whoever had shit they had to do like Sunday or Saturday night would get picked up by their parents, or they'd leave. And. I never, hardly ever had shit to do on the weekends unless it was like a cleaning weekend or a chore weekend. In which case, the friend's house that we used to go, to go stay at, and me and my friends were such chill friends that like, they would honestly roll with me to my house, help me get my chores done, so that we could leave and go skate around and hang out and do fun shit. Like I remember there was one day my mom was scrubbing these tile floors that we had at our old house. And the grout between the tiles was supposed to be like this beige gray color. And it was like a dark, dark gray color from all the dirt. Just over time, like even mopping doesn't clean the grout half the time. And my mom told us one day, she's like, if you boys come and you clean these tiles and you help me out, I'll order us a pizza. So it was me, my best friend at the time, my other good friend, and my brother. And we scrubbed all the tile in the kitchen and got it all cleaned up on the bottom floor of the house in like maybe, maybe like 30 to 45 minutes. We had all this shit done and my mom's like, all right. What kind of pizza do you want? And we got Little Caesars, bro. Because my mom was like, well, you can get, like, one large pizza from Pizza Hut. Or we can go to Little Caesars and I can get three large pizzas for 15 bucks. And then we could go to Circle K across the street and get drinks and stuff. So you best believe we jump in my mom's car. We roll up to Little Caesars. Grab our pizzas. Roll to Circle K. Grab our sodas. And we're like, alright, cool. Hey, by the way, can we go to ex-friend's house because we want to go hang out over there and play video games and stuff. And my mom would look at us and be like, alright, cool. And she told us to take the pizzas with us. We left one pizza behind because my brother wasn't going to roll with me and my friends. He was too cool for that at the time. So we take two pizzas, a two liter of soda, and we each had a Circle K drink. Go walk out of my gate. Go jump my friend's fence. My homie jumps over first. I hand him over the pizza and the sodas. And then me and my other buddy jump over. And we're in our buddy's backyard. It was literally like a three minute walk. And it was a what sucked was... It was a three-minute walk if you jumped the wall. It was like a 15-minute walk if you went and walked around the neighborhood because it was one of those neighborhoods where it's like a really long main street and there's like a brick wall next to the sidewalk. And to get from one end of that wall all the way down to the other is a solid five to eight-minute walk depending on how fast you're walking. Then you have to go around through the neighborhood because the street he lives on, the one that curves and goes up next to the wall, is all the way at the top of the neighborhood. And there's only one way to really get into this neighborhood without going all the way back around. Oh, excuse me. A little bit of me on there. It's been a day. It's been a day. I did say I just got off work, right? 
And now we're here, and I'm high and telling you guys some fun stories. But our whole plan was a session, and our plan pre-session was secure food and drink. Secure food and drink had gone very well this day. We had pizza, like the holy grail of food. And we all had sodas, plus another two liter. So we had drink. And this day got even better as the day went on. Mind you, it's like maybe 3.30, 4 o'clock at this point. We go outside, we smoke our first bowl, and like, we're all talking and bullshitting, you know, I'm rolling up a joint with some rolling papers I stole from my buddy's dad, and the filter that we were using at the time was like, a post-it note, where you peel it down from the glue to the bottom, long ways, however thick or thin you want your filter, and you fold it with the glue on the outside on the final wrap so that the glue would stick to the inside of the paper, and that's what... I saw it in some YouTube video back then, and it's like, oh, if you don't have filters, do this. And I was like, cool, I can't buy filters, so I'm going to do that. So we're rolling up with some old-ass zigzags and a fucking post-it note filter, which we probably smoked plenty of post-it note glue. I highly would not recommend using post-it notes as filters. Or if you do, don't use the glue part. Just use the paper and tear the glue strip off. But anyways, like, that's what we did. I rolled us a joint for later that night. We smoked a couple bowls hung out, ate pizza, played Call of Duty, World at War Zombies, because that was the shit back then. And this is like when Darius was still kind of sort of new. And then when we got Black Ops 2 Zombies, holy shit, dude. Or Black Ops, or any, any Zombies mode in any Call of Duty game, we would sit and binge play it for hours, if not days at a time. Like, Darius was like my favorite map, still holds a very special place in my heart. But I go on to the new zombies now, and I play Firebase Z, and I'm playing fucking... I played a little bit of the new Outbreak with my brother a few days ago. Very, very fun. But it's like, they're just so... Di it's so different now, compared to how it used to be. But you know what? All good things come, and all good things go. But this session, dude, that night was perfect. Went off without a hitch. We smoked, ate pizza, played video games. My buddy's dad came home with Del Taco, dude. Two Fiesta packs full of Del Taco. When he saw the pizza on the table, he was like, where'd those come from? And me and my friends were like, oh, my mom got us pizza. Like, because we went and... Pizza. Pizza. Because she went and helped... Like, we went and helped her clean up the floors real quick at her house. And he's like, oh, sweet. He's like, well, since you guys did such a good job today and helped out so much. Slaps down these two Fiesta packs of Del Taco. And goes to his room. Comes back with this little tiny medicine jar. Because this is after... One of my buddies had gotten into trouble for smoking weed. So his dad knew, but his dad was like, dude, just keep it low-key and don't get caught. And so, like, he sets down this medicine jar with these three fat nugs in them. You've seen, like, you've seen when people, like, snap the nug fresh off the plant. And it wasn't, like, a tiny medicine jar. It was one of the bigger ones, like an actual medicine jar. Not medicine jar, it's just a mason jar. Mason jar is the name of it. With these three... Thick ass, thick with three C's, delicious nugs in there. And we open it up, we're all smelling it, and it smells dank as hell. Mind you, smell does not equate high. Let me just put that out there. But you know what? This shit smelled amazing. And I felt like a little kid at Christmas looking at this weed. So his dad's like, yeah, that's for you guys. So like, each of you gets a nug, man. And we were like, oh, you were planning on giving this to us anyways. Like, and I don't know, maybe he was going to keep it for himself and change his mind, but... It just panned out that there was three nugs, there was three of us. So what do we do? We all go in a little pinch or two off the nug on this joint. 
you know, we smoke a little bit of my homies for the bowl that night later when we were about to go to bed. The next day we wake up, pack a little bit more of our nugs into these bowls. I throw my nug in a Ziploc bag, take it home, put it in this like space colored dark jar that I had on my wall. Not on my wall, on my shelf. And it was like this weird jar that I was given by one of my friends at school who was a total pawhead. And the reason I got this jar was because she got caught smoking weed, but didn't want to like throw all of her weed away. She's like, oh, I could probably like, you know, sell it or like give it to somebody. And I was like, shit. I was like, I'll take it. So she hands me this jar. Literally, dude, I'm not even kidding. Like, go to Spencer's and look at the large stash jars and that's exactly what it was like the thing could hold nearly like at least an ounce at least an ounce if it was like kind of crushed up a little bit like crushed in there or broken up slightly to fit everything like it could have easily held like at least a half ounce to like I don't know like three quarters of an ounce maybe not a full ounce it was a pretty big jar though you, you get what I mean so I go back home there's this jar up on the shelf at this point, and I'm like chilling, big chilling, looking at this nug that I pull out of the zip, drop it in with the rest of my weed, throw that shit like back up on the shelf, and I had this little lockbox that I used to keep like my smoking stuff in, that I would stand up on its side and hide it behind all my books so that hopefully like my mom and dad would never find it. Pretty sure they knew that it existed at one point because I came home one day and I noticed when I went to grab into my box later that night that a little bit of my uh, product, we'll say, was missing. And the only other person in the house that I even knew would possibly be smoking my weed was my mom. And I didn't really care. If mom wanted me to pay the street tax, I'll pay the street tax. But you know what? Whatever. And it was just interesting that some of the weed was gone, and I didn't remember smoking it. But the whole point of this is, that session, that day was fantastic so you know what guys let me know somehow somehow leave a voice message on the vid on i keep saying on the video leave a voice message on the podcast leave a comment if you can i don't know how that works on here uh go follow me on instagram at leenicky that's l-e-e-n-i-k-y all one word picture should be me in a hat lots of sunsets lots of uh trippy space photos if you scroll down far enough lots of vape stuff in the very beginning a couple of cannabis related posts on there But anyways, guys, like, I don't know, man, like, the session went perfect. So go over there, send me, like, a DM or comment on one of my posts with what was your guys' plan for the session. Because I know some people who, instead of just rolling up and showing up, they set out, like, an adventure, a plan for the whole night. And that's just crazy. Like, I've only been able to plan at least a couple hours in advance my entire life for any given event. I'm not very good with time management, I will say. But that's the podcast for today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the Stoner Thoughts podcast. And I really, really hope that we can all just kind of vibe out and appreciate the fact that we get to I get to sit here, talk to you, tell you guys cool stories. And now please come back for the new episodes. And I will see every single one of you guys on the next one. Have a good evening. Talk to you later.